When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dave and this is my wife, Kathy. Hello. And this is The Cinemile. It's a podcast where we walk home from the movies and uh, we're off to see a movie. It's called Ad Astra. It's a feature length commercial for a car company. I believe. Awesome. Great. Can't wait. There's my dad jokes out of the way. Yeah, that's just not even. I'm um, not even pretending to laugh at that. <laughs> Come on, it, give me something. What it give is? Me a, give me a chuckle. Well, a all fake I know chuckle. is it's a sci-fi movie starring Brad Pitt, so I'm here for it. Yeah, and that's where I stopped. As in, like, I'm hoping this is um, this year's Arrival or something like that, because uh, I want to go in knowing nothing about this and have a completely surprising experience and come out the other end loving it. Okay. That's what I want. And, and I think... The, so high I, expectations. Yeah, I do have high expectations, but I think, for me, sci-fi is best experience knowing nothing about the premise or the plot or Agree. anything. Because you get that... Whatever the concept is, you get surprised by it in the moment. What we do know is that they've got a lot of money to spend on this movie because Brad Pitt's in it. Yeah, well... Astra make turnover billions <laughs> every year so you know presumably they're just chucking everything they've got at their feature length commercial and it's quite interesting because I can't remember before this month having seen Brad Pitt in a movie like for years and now suddenly we watched him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and now he's in Ad Astra yeah. so what's the story is it like he's back on track with his life is it a pitissance I think he a pitissance I'm sorry that no that's not <laughs> happening did you just did you did you read that somewhere did no, you try to coin it I'm just well I didn't really try and coin it because there's already been a reconnaissance no I'm putting a I'm stop right now to, to anyone putting the word assance at the end it, of other words reconnaissance sounds good a pitissance sounds horrible yeah it's, it pitissance sounds, sounds like something you would fall into and never get out of again and just die <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so no, I'm not into that. But I'm into Brad Pitt. So um, hopefully we enjoy this more than it once upon a time my in other, Hollywood. My other issue is like people putting the word "gate" at the end of of things that were mildly controversial. Like, like I'm looking gate. around, like pit, oh yeah, pit gate, yeah, <laughs> and the pitisons. Yeah. So right, we better go. All right. Um, I, needless to say. I'm quite excited. I'm hoping this lives up to the, the bizarre expectations I've set upon it. Um, but well, either I think way, we always have high expectations when it's a genre we both like, i.e., sci-fi, and when it's when we know the, an actor in it that we really like, i.e., Brad Pitt. So why wouldn't we have high expectations? Yeah. They're well deserved. I'm hoping this is um, this is the finally the movie that was described by Aaron Eckhart in Thank You for Smoking, in which Brad Pitt comes out of zero gravity. Um, and spins around and then lights up some Marlboro and looks cool. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm into it. <laughs> I'll watch that. Yeah. Okay, All right. Bye. Bye. It's crazy out there. 
There's fires everywhere and plane crashes. They're calling it the surge. Major, we have some highly classified information. What can you tell us about the Lima project? Its objective was to search for advanced extraterrestrial life. The ship disappeared approximately 16 years into the mission. And the commander was? He was my father, sir. This might come as quite a shock to you. Your father was experimenting with a highly classified material that could threaten our entire solar system. All life would be destroyed. We're counting on you to find out what's happening out there. Hi, we're out. We saw Ad Astra. It's really late, and I, I, that movie has made me so tired. It made me tired, too. That's a tiring movie. <laughs> that movie just drained me of the energy I had after a hard day's work. And now I'm just exhausted. Um, that's okay. not to mean that the movie... I, I thought the movie was really good, but it was draining. Like, And it wasn't... It's a low-energy movie. Yeah. I think you have to be in a really good... <laughs> the right frame of mind to watch this movie. I think I'd rather have watched it, like, on a, a lazy Sunday afternoon or something. I mean, 8 o'clock on a Thursday after work is quite late. Um, yeah. But, no, I liked it, too. I, I agree it's low-energy. Um, it's low-G, low-energy. Yeah. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Um Shall we say what it should we say what it's about? Just I don't general think so, plot I, synopsis. I think a lot of look, it, it is Brad Pitt going to space, but I think beyond there that, you go, we, that'll don't, do. we don't need to say it much. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll pretty much get to spoil the street straight away on this one because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. Actually, I think Brad Pitt goes to space was the tagline for this movie. I think so, yeah. Um, but we'll get to. We'll get to spoiler street in a minute. Like, let's Kathy just stopped talking Sorry, because she was dog. walking around a dog. Walking around a dog. Um, not happy we'll get to spoiler street in a second because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone because I do think it's good to go in not knowing it because it is a really interesting story. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite bonkers story, actually. So I thought the story was really good. I thought visually it was gorgeous. So I really enjoyed the visuals. Um, I thought some of the dialogue was a little bit hokey. But get to that in Spoiler Street. Uh, and particularly the use of the voiceover. Narration. Yeah, the use yeah, of the yeah, voiceover yeah. didn't really do it for me. Um, but there was really cool things explored, like really cool sci-fi yes. stuff. Yes. Like things that were happening in space that were really cool and then hold them off till Spoiler Street. Yeah, I really want to dig into Yeah, that. so there were some really fun, like really good ideas, like all good sci-fi, brimming with ideas. I thought Brad Pitt was really good. Um, it was a great supporting cast. Including a criminally underused Liv Tyler, don't actually know why she was in this movie. If I I'm think being she perfectly had. Honest. She had more to do in the Aerosmith video she was she in did. than she did in this movie. Um, honestly, <laughs> so that was a bit odd. But like Tommy Lee Jones was brilliant, and Donald Sutherland was brilliant. So yeah, great cast, looked beautiful, great story. It's a very loved the setting. It's a very subdued performance for me though. By the, Brad Pitt, very subdued, and by, kind of by everyone, which I enjoyed. I really enjoyed his performance. But for me, the use of the voiceover stopped it from being a brilliant movie because when voiceover isn't done right, for me, it feels very heavy-handed and, and yeah. it takes me out of the plot a bit. And that's what the voiceover in this did for me. And it's very hard to have a, um, a first-person narrator voiceover in a movie without it leaning into the ham. Yeah. And this, this slipped into <laughs> ham a couple of times. I even wrote the word ham on the page I had in front of me uh, a few times. Just um, because it was so, the movie was so cool that to do the voiceover didn't work. Whereas in a less cool movie, voiceovers can really work for me. But 
However, but it took look, the edge off this one. I think, to, to to the movie's credit, I I I was trying to think of a way that they could have expressed what the movie was trying to express without voiceover and I'm not saying it's impossible but it'd be bloody difficult no <laughs> so, I know, I have a device by which oh, they could okay, have done it okay. which I'm saving for spoilers we just right, spoiler well, yeah I, I would say I think it's a re- yeah agreed I recommend it it's a really interesting movie you need to be in the right uh, frame of mind for this interestingly maybe I have thought, a coffee first <laughs> yeah you need to it, but on the other hand it's a very lean no I think it's a lean back and let it wash over you kind of movie and it it's fu- but at the same time it fires your uh, your brain cells like I, I I was like it was making me reflective about my own life and my relationship with um, humanity which I think the best um, texts do so like they're, they're, the, the, the material text? is weighty yeah it's a text well, it's a movie I was but, oh, fine it's, it's it's art Kathy <laughs> it's cinema <laughs> it's cinema um, whatever you want to call it it's a movie sure the movie made me think is what I'm trying to say okay great alright say that then um, anyway but yeah no I don't think it's necessarily I think you don't necessarily need energy you just need to not be on the verge of sleeping yeah so you which have is, a coffee which is my pro- okay fine okay. Yeah, have a coffee so we're on spoiler street alright before we get to spoiler street just want to do a quick shout out for some of the lovely people who have donated to our podcast via our Patreon patreon.com forward slash the cinema lovely people like Claire Gardner and Ben Kirkpatrick Rory O'Neill Kinza Druitt who has an awesome name Chris Thompson Jeff Kaplan and Sam Barrington thank you all of you Thank you so much helping uh, support the podcast. And if you want to do that, if you want to help out, if you like what we do here, you can head to our Patreon page. Um, donate. Um, if you donate $1 to $3, you get access to loads of uh, bonus content. We have a bonus podcast feed there where we do TV reviews, movie reviews. We're about to watch Heat this weekend. Loads of stuff there. Go check it out. Uh, and anyway, on... Cinemile High Club. The Cinemile High Club, yeah. it's called. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's called. Um, so, right, on to Ad Astra spoilers. Um, so, in terms of the story, and it's kind of this quintessential, like, age-old plot of, like, a man trying to seek out his father, right? Or put right the wrongs of his father, that sort of thing. But... It, but what's, what I really enjoyed on the way was, like, the, the casual stuff we learn about this world that he inhibits. We don't know what year it is, I think. It's obviously set in the future. and It's the near future. The near future. According to the title credits. Oh, I missed that. Um, so, basically, it's, like, there's, there's interesting stuff going on. So, like, travel to space has been commercialised, which we've seen in lots of movies. But it was quite interesting the way, like, you get to Mars or the moon or wherever they went... And it was like they went to the moon and Mars. But the, when it was like the tra- the passengers going, I think it was the moon, and they were like effectively just in like a shopping mall with like escalators and like kids and stuff. And that was where the voiceover killed it for me because Brad Pitt was like, "My trip uh, space travel has been commercialized." It's like, yeah, we can see that. Like, like <laughs> yeah. just the, the the voiceover was ruining cool scenes like that. Um, There was a great line he had in that exact moment, though, which was he described human beings as world eaters. 
which yeah. I thought was really interesting. As in, we're, we're, we just commercialised and destroyed Mars like we would anywhere else. But that I could really have been enjoyed. a line served by someone in, in yeah, it. Know, it I didn't know. need to be overlaid over it. I like that the first thing you see when you land at Mars is an Applebee's. Yeah, I thought that was really <laughs> clever. And then there was like, no, this really moon, interesting element of like there being like kind of turf wars in space and like mercenaries fighting each other and it's like a war zone I found that really interesting yeah but but here's the thing I felt like any time this movie tried to do an action scene it felt a bit shoehorned in do you know what I mean it felt almost out of place with this really slow cerebral thoughtful movie and then it was like oh you're trying to do an action scene now and none of the action none of the action scenes I thought were, were particularly exciting there was some interesting visual stuff I thought the, the whole idea of doing a, a, a low G low speed car chase on the moon I don't think I've seen anything like that yeah, before yeah it was cool it was cool but like I wasn't ever invested because you've got every character is in a helmet deliberately in, well in a helmet but also emotionally stunted because they're taking pills to inhibit their emotions they're, they have to keep their heart rate to a certain uh, below a certain rate they get constant psych evaluations and they've, they've basically deliberately eroded uh, and shielded their uh, humanity and personalities and, and emotions for the greater good of in this instance uh, seeking out life on earth or life, life outside of earth which is the, the, the one single goal of of humanity I don't think and so I think a lot of the stuff was just like turf wars in space I don't think like the the baddies who attacked their car in space were out looking for like signs of life it's fine but yeah. that, sorry I've, I've veered off your, yeah. your moon chase I'm just talking about that's what the, the topic of the movie is well yeah but anyway sorry, I, enjoy, I enjoy that carry on about your turf war no, moon I'm just space saying, I thought that was cool like, but again like, didn't really spend enough time in it and like that bit was then just over and I was like wait I that I found that stuff really interesting. I also like the way the movie effectively opens on an action scene when he's he's not quite in space, but he's like just above the earth in some sort of docking station, and suddenly yeah, there's cool. all explosions happening. And I was like, "Oh right, I'm right into the action." So at that point, I was thought it was going to be like a really high energy movie, <laughs> yeah. um, and then there was like evil monkeys in space. Which, like, in yeah. any other movie would be the horror movie in itself. And I was really freaked out by that. And then that maybe took three minutes of a horrible scene. And then everyone's that, just back on board again. That's what I mean. The, the, the action <laughs> beats of this movie feel, like, out of place. They feel like from their, from another movie. But I'm also... They were also... That's not to say they weren't interesting. Like, but why was like, there a monkey in space? No one ever told us. They Well, it's all... It's like an alien or it's, something. It's basically... I was thinking about why why did they bother <laughs> yeah. with the, any of that and I think the reason is so that Brad Pitt can then have that psych eval where he talks about he soliloquizes about rage he says the last time I saw that rage and and mon- they deliberately chose monkeys because they are they're primal, they're pri- they're primal versions of, of us uh, and, and those, those monkeys were pure rage and that was the only time we saw Brad Pitt be honest but that's exactly where I thought feelings. if the movie hadn't had a voiceover up until this point, this scene would be amazing where we, at this up until this point, will have had effectively a silent character in Brad Pitt. He's only ever kind of polite, nodding to everyone. And if they'd waited until that moment, instead of doing a voiceover the whole time, if they just waited till that psych evaluation where he was finally honest, that would have been an amazing moment. Actually, you're but right. For me, because the, he'd already been harping on for half the movie... 
I was barely listening to him because I'd heard his voice too much. Do you know what? You're so right because I know it's it's also they had already visually communicated very effectively that Brad Pitt was emotionally walled off from Liv Tyler within a few minutes of the film. Yeah, you know, we they, didn't learn anything about they, him after the first ten minutes of the movie. No, but they they actually they they, they perfectly did it with that bookended. Um, first and last psyche eval he does which are mirrors of each other which I thought was a nice way to start and end the movie and you know, it's the all about being were committed amazing. Like, they yeah, were enough for us we that, did not need the voiceover that's, yeah, that's, you're right that's that's the narration and then that's doing serving the same purpose because when you've got that much cool visual stuff going on like just let it breathe I almost feel like what it was was um, oh god what's the famous example of another sci-fi movie Blade Runner where they like added a voiceover later it feels like that oh, like, I wonder yeah, yeah, if the yeah, voiceover yeah. wasn't yeah. there and then they thought oh the audience isn't going to get this I don't know oh but you think it didn't test well in screenings well I don't you think, know you think the, the audience cards came back from the screenings and it was like what's Brad Pitt thinking I don't understand I, this well, movie I don't know because it just felt <laughs> odd like yeah, um, yeah. and then okay I have only two more points and then I'll let you make yours okay. um, sorry in the near distant future what age are you allowed work as an astronaut Oh, you because think he's too old to be an astronaut? No, no, he's not. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, no, Donald ha- Sutherland. No, no, I'm hang sorry. On, hang on. They're like 90. Yeah, but Tommy Lee Jones ha- had been up there from 27 yeah, years ago. so he'd gone up when he was 60. Okay, ca- c- come on. Have you not seen the film <laughs> Space Cowboys? Clearly, this, this film is set in the same u- universe as Space Cowboys, and it's just moved on a few okay. years, in which Clint Eastwood and, I believe, Tommy Lee Jones go into space... Um, because they're all old retired astronauts and Morgan Freeman maybe okay, and no, Michael Caine I haven't seen that or maybe movie. I'm mixing it up with another um, I think you're thinking of someone they all go to Las Vegas, they go to Vegas. <laughs> uh, Hang granddad, on, maybe bad it's granddads. that movie you're thinking of Bad Granddads it's not called it? Bad Granddads oh, this that's one. the one with Robert De Niro and Zac oh, Efron sorry. we are way off course anyway, here and then Donald we are, Sutherland our, our vertical alignment is off Donald like that spacecraft so we're at 6 degrees and then he like gets ill and you're like of course he's ill he's really old and he's just gone to the moon his heart wasn't up to that. Low, he wasn't. His heart wasn't even up to a low-speed moon chase. <laughs> yeah. There was no way he was going to survive ridiculous. a trip to Mars. And then my We're final point. Mars. My final point is okay. So picture this: we have both of a son, right? Together, <laughs> he's called Oscar. If you hadn't seen Oscar for thirty years, right? Yeah. And he showed up. Yeah. And he was that good-looking. <laughs> would you honestly would I high-five him instantly? What would you think? You would think. My God! I was like, "Damn, son!" I never knew my jeans. You got jeans. Brad Pitt good looks. I never knew my jeans were so good. And like, why didn't I have more children and just like work them to the bone as child models? I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just seen a horrifying insight into into your the workings of your. I'm joking mind. about the child um, model thing, but honestly, like at no point did t- I know Tommy Lee Jones said he'd cataracts, but at no point did he go. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> why does my son look like this why does my son look like Brad Pitt is like probably in his 50s right I don't know what age he is like what the hell like yeah, he looks 50. the same as he did in Thelma and Louise having just seen J-Lo in Hustlers who's just again 50 and it's like mind boggling it's like these people are not human <laughs> so you think it would have been interesting if Tommy Lee Jones had in that moment said my only regret not staying behind and making more child model babies. <laughs> what was really sad <laughs> when I realised that the search for alien life was pointless. <laughs> what was I realised really the only truth 
is in child model baby <laughs> and dang you would have made me so much cash but uh, on a serious note though it was really sad when Tommy Lee Jones basically was like in 30 years I've never thought about you or your mother and I don't give a fuck about oh, you oh that was and this, this tear comes down Brad Pitt's eyes yeah. his beautiful blue eyes anyway I'm done you're done. Okay, that's the cinema. No, Thanks for listening. No, no, it's your turn. You're going in now. Did you have any you had extra points? <laughs> I um, I a few things to say. What? Well, what do you think the movie was about or trying to say? Because for me, and I was trying to think this because it's such a slow movie. I had a lot of time to think. I thought it uh, didn't have moment. the depth of a lot of sci-fi movies, to be honest. Like you oh, mentioned Arrival earlier. Like it, it, it's not a patch on Arrival. No, I much prefer Arrival, but but I think that's because Arrival Arrival had like pathos and emotion um, injected into this well as my point earlier this this movie presents a series of characters who have walled off their emotions and as a such that's interesting but it's from an audience point of view it's very hard to actually connect with Brad Pitt or anybody else because of that however for what I thought the movie was about I thought it had a very um, religious um uh, meaning, it, as in, like it was. Um, <laughs> you really struggled to get I'm the really word out. I'm really tired. <laughs> the, um, oh, you're tired. Ba- well, you haven't mentioned like, that. Oh, sorry. Okay. Are you five months pregnant? <laughs> what do you want me to do here? It's stop a, it's talking about her tired. To stop talking about her tired. All right, fine. I, I'm not as tired as you. you. Is that what you want me to say? Anyway, no, I just want you to stop talking about being but tired. Basically, they were. Um, they, they, they were all. God-fearing astronauts, like which was I thought was uh, there was a lot of interesting language used um, throughout. Like all, almost all the astronauts, except Brad Pitt, interestingly, mentioned God, um, and they even had um, when the the captain died, he got a religious funeral. When they were blasting off on that spaceship, they said Saint Christopher, wish us luck. Like it was, there were very deliberate language used, and for me, that's. That's kind of how I feel like the whole movie is is symbolic of religious zealotry and the search for something more than what's on this earth. Yeah, well, um, yeah, there was a physical search for what's more than on this earth. No, but that, yeah, but the, 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 the physical the physical search was in the movie, but that's symbolic of of our world, which is religion and the search for something something more yeah. beyond us in the skies tom tom like if you think of spacecom is essentially a religious organization which was um basically churning well, I, so, warning some of my own um some of my own attitudes towards religion are going to come across here but the movie is trying to say that spacecom is this it's basically a church um in which it's trying to control um everyone's Emotions and and feelings and regulate them, and Tommy Lee Jones is a zealot um, who abandoned uh, his own family in the search for for something more. He even the, uh, towards the end he says um, he went there to defy what science claims does not exist, and he deliberately referenced science. This is a battle between religion and science. At the end of the movie is essentially about coming to terms with the fact that there is no God. Uh, and that, this is how I read it. And we uh, and Brad Pitt says the line, we're all we've got. And I thought it, I thought it was quite quite lovely. And that's a liberating moment for him. But I didn't think... It, but why, But if, if everything you said is true about Tommy Lee Jones's quest and everything, 
But that was never Brad Pitt's quest. So it's not liberating for Brad Pitt. But Brad Pitt was only ever following in his father's footsteps. Brad Pitt was a was a lost soul um, missing a father who just followed his path because he wanted him to be proud of him. And he never really became somebody until he literally, in a very clunky uh, symbol, untethered himself from his father. Yeah, that was a bit hamfisted. And, and pushed him away. But, but I mean, that's, that's what that represents. I just thought the whole movie was more about Brad Pitt's journey to realise that he needs human touch and human connections. Yes, but no, but but I'm, it's the but same I, thing. Brad Pitt was on the same mission everybody else was on, but didn't believe it. He never once mentions God. He never once really believes in anything. You never see any passion. He's just going through the motions. But he's he interesting. He's such an emotionally muted character. And I was thinking, you know, the way we were saying there's like bursts of action sequences, like quite horrific ones that only last each no more than three minutes um, and then instantly it's like right right back to the mundane and the low energy and I think it's partially because we're seeing things through Brad Pitt's eyes and because they even say he's got like this freakishly low heart rate oh, as yeah, soon as he's witnessed this kind of extraordinary event of, you know at least three of which we saw him like falling down a space station um, and nearly dying him being attacked by a horrifying alien monkey and um, being in like this chase on Mars and immediately afterwards he's just like back to his low-key self again so I think I think it was just about him having these really very strong emotional walls up and then in the end losing them I think like, I think the higher mess like it doesn't have the higher message of like a brilliant sci-fi for me like it's not particularly interesting to see people trying to find God or you know something exists outside of them and then them not finding it like that's like fine I've seen that a million times like I'm so no, I don't agree with you. That's that's that is saying something. That's I've experienced that when you when you face the possibility that we are alone in on this world and on this planet and we don't have a purpose or a higher purpose and that's literally staring into the abyss like he was completely in isolation in Neptune. That that creates a feeling of complete isolation that is it's horrifying and and he only came back from that by grabbing the hand of his fellow human towards like the end and the smiling. End. And I thought that was lovely because gravity, ultimately though. we are all in this together and all we have is each other. So I actually thought that was a really yeah, like profound message. I wish, though, I wish though that right at the end, like, it was just him taking someone's hand. Like, I thought the stuff of him and Liv Tyler meeting up was just pathetic. Like, yeah, I thought it was going to end it was there. Just, there was just yeah. no need for him and Liv Tyler to meet up. Like, they're divorced. That's been and done. Like, he's now realised that he's, he needs to open up emotionally. But, like, she's not hanging around waiting for him. Like, it's just... It just felt wrong. Like, I thought him touching a stranger's hand should have been the ending. Um, but, yeah. yeah what else did you think? There. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, look, that's what, that's what I thought the movie was trying to say. Uh, in terms of, like... Do you think it said it well, though? Like, do you think there's a great execution of that? No, I don't think it was perfect. But I thought... I thought it was pretty interesting. And and, and actually, I'm, I'm ve- it's the kind of movie that I like um, reading other people's opinions of afterwards. I feel like I'll dig into... Um, people's interpretations of this movie is for uh, for a couple of hours over the weekend <laughs> what am I saying we have a child I'll do it for 10 minutes on the toilet um, <laughs> yeah I've interested to read reviews the, uh, last, lastly other thing I liked about this I thought the production design the set designs were all like really particularly Mars had this like funky 70s vibe going on with red lights I loved the room where he was transmitting the message 
to yeah, his that was father. Cool. Oh my god! So it turns out this hipster's in space. Oh yeah, the guy with the, the, yeah. the bun. Yeah. yeah, I love that. The, this is, that whole thing just reminded me of a uh, toast of London. Oh my if god! It, I was going to say that. It's anyone, exactly like toast of London. If anyone hasn't <laughs> seen Toast of London, just go YouTube uh, Clem Fandango Toast of London, and it's these uh, brilliant voice recording sessions, and that's all I could think of. And somebody's got to please. Make a make a supercut of that mixed with it was exactly that. Brad Pitt talking to Clem Fandango. Oh, and Please, I had one other observation. So weirdly, the last space movie we watched, which um, mild spoilers for what was it called again? Uh, it was called the last the, space. The one with Robin Pattinson. Oh, High Life. High Life, which we saw with the lovely science. An- another guys. another cerebral. Yeah, we should have got space. the science ish guys on for this one, but um, that was also a familial drama set in space, and. Um, quite different propositions <laughs> yeah very different the more movies. I think about high life the more like outrageous that movie is and it was so funny because remember we talked about with high life well A like the plot was completely bonkers but B how they kind of just didn't like the set design was like real old school and like they didn't really care to follow the rules of space I thought that, I liked one that that was, was really, quite grungy and dirty yeah and this one to me was like somewhere between high life and then between like the really super polished space movies and I was kind of naturally thinking of The Martian and then I was thinking of Gravity and then I was suddenly like wait a minute the Ocean's Eleven crew are just all making space movies that's (laughs) like the thing and Sandra Bullock from Ocean's Eight (laughs) yeah Um, so clearly they're all just like oh yeah George Clooney there as well yeah so anyway I thought that was interesting but yeah we better go it's cold Ocean's Eleven Ocean's Fourteen in space (laughs) (coughs) yeah let's go no no I've got it Oceans what? 2001 Well the last one they did was Oceans 8 So I think the next one's Oceans 9 So you need to make that work uh, Alright uh, 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 Last last thing the, mo- the movie that this actually reminded me of the most weirdly Was Apocalypse Now Have you seen that? No it's, it's, I've seen bits of it but I've never cared It mirrors it that all. plot Like weirdly and yeah, without spoiling that movie, but it's like without spoiling that movie, he ends up in space. That movie? <laughs> no, don't spoil that movie. No, but it's basically one. No, no, you don't spoil no, a famous this movie that not everyone the movie. This is me describing the plot of the. This is the plot on a, a bit. It's the plot on IMDb. Like Martin Sheen is sent by a military institution to find a uh, one of their generals who has gone rogue in the heart of Vietnam on a mission. And, so Saving Private Ryan. And it's this whole... No, it's not I'm Saving joking. Private Ryan. I'm joking. Jesus. <laughs> right, but yeah, it's on. basically that. And it's a descent into, into... And it's a long journey for Martin Sheen and a descent into madness. And then he basically meets a crazy Marlon Brando. Okay, cool. At the end. And now we're going to go... And then um, Marlon Brando says, and I never loved you or your mom. And now we're going to go. No, we're going to go. I wish I had more child model babies. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, let us know what you thought of the movie. Hope you guys liked it as much as we did. Um, email us at thecinemile.gmail.com. Yes, we always off. email back. Yes, or head and we got loads of emails after our Once Upon a Time in oh Hollywood. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, Once Upon review. a Time in Thanks, Hollywood, guys. we have never... We've never had such a divided response. <laughs> We've Very definitely lost. <laughs> and also, and, and actually, but the big thank you to everybody who wrote in and said, "I really don't agree with you guys," and and uh, <laughs> and can't get on board with it, but really like listening to you and your opinions, and we'll carry on listening. Or just respect your opinions, which is like, thank you. That's a that's reasoned debate, and we and we actually had um, quite a few emails from people. Uh, outlining in detail why they disagree with us and I wrote back and we had a good old banter whereas the people who just wrote you're a pair of dopes I'll never <laughs> listen to you again because you, cause you're wrong about Quentin Tarantino I mean come come like this is the problem with the the 
what Twitter and the internet is like the 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 complete lack of um, a, a willingness to to discuss or debate or listen, and it's and and it's all just polarized opinion anyway i'm going off on a rant yeah, i'll you're stop totally sorry going off on a rant but, but thank you thank hilariously, you we only really said episode one a month ago and it's like our second most listened to episode of all time so yeah people all right are very on. interested in let's that go on, let's go inside we're now. gonna Cla- go in so yeah um, head over to twitter instagram facebook at or the cinema yeah. and if and uh, if you if you don't want to go to over to our patreon we will always produce this for free and um, but it would be nice if you left us a little review on itunes because uh, that helps us get found yeah. okay bye thanks everyone this is major roy mcbride i'm attempting to reach dr clifford mcbride this is dr mcbride's son dad i'd like to see you again Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.